In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you read again carefully today's Gospel, the details given by the author reveal some very interesting realities, obviously, that can, as always, be applied to our spiritual life. The evangelist, St. Mark, makes it clear that the crowd is gathered today in the desert. They are no more in the city, often used in the Bible as the place where all the senses are satisfied with what the world offers. The city as a place of debauchery, lust, where the seven capital sins command our human actions. No, the crowd does, does not gather in the city, but they all had to walk a long way in order to receive the miraculous bread from the hand of Jesus and his disciples. So they had to leave the city and go forth to the desert. The desert now, on the other hand, has always been considered as the place where the soul will encounter God, place of loneliness, solitude. The desert which David fled from Saul, the desert where Moses will see the glory of God on Mount Sinai, that same desert where our Lord goes for 40 days to prepare himself before facing his sorrowful passion. The miracle takes place in the desert today. But not everybody was courageous enough to listen to the call of Jesus and his disciples to follow him. Remember the exhortation already of St. John the Baptist, I am the voice of one crying in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord. John the Baptist announces a new baptism from now on. He announces the coming of the Lamb of God. And for that, he goes into the desert. So the symbolism of the desert here is clear. And many fathers of the church, these first spiritual authors and saints, have compared the life of the Christian to that in the desert. This is where the soul who received baptism is now placed. Through our baptism, we have accepted to fight against our disordered senses. We are no more in the city where all is noise. We have agreed to follow Christ in the desert, to mortify our senses, external senses, and eternal internal senses, such as imagination and our memory. And this mortification is essential to encounter Christ. Yes, indeed, it has a cost to follow Christ in the desert. And again, not all the people who have heard his voice did follow him. This mortification of the senses is made possible if we try to quiet all this noise coming from the world. And God can only speak in the silence of the heart. And usually we see the desert as a place where nothing happens. But as I said, our first step is to reject the world. It is in its negative aspect.
with its corruption and debauchery. The world, in the sense that it is one of our three enemies, with the devil and ourselves. But then the second step consists in going into that desert, where the temptations are much more subtle. We are now fighting, still against the evil one, of course, but also and mainly against ourselves, against all these little prideful attachments that keep us away from giving ourselves entirely to God. This desert where the soul doesn't necessarily find all these consolations the soul seeks, is looking for. The desert where Christ's presence is not to be understood as a mere feeling, a mere movement of the heart, a mere physical satisfaction, but a much deeper encounter guided and enlightened by faith. But in a journey, we know in this journey, although difficult, in this dry place, hot place, sometimes even lifeless if you go in the desert, Christ's presence can still be experimented, witnessed by all in a very palpable and visible way. And today's gospel prefigures, announces this presence already through the miraculous bread. We have here the mystery of the greatest gift man could receive from God, the Holy Eucharist. Every man who has been on a long pilgrimage or on a long hike knows that it is essential, of course, for the body to receive a good amount of energy and regularly through a good meal to keep a good physical condition to continue his hike, his pilgrimage. And it is exactly the same with our soul, and often the analogy of the body is taken to explain the complexity of our soul. If my soul is not properly fed, then it starts dying, slowly but surely. The Holy Eucharist is that heavenly food that strengthens our whole being. That is what the post-communion today says. We have been filled with your gift, O Lord. Grant, we beseech thee, that we may be cleansed and strengthened by their effect. And when temptations seem stronger and more insisting than usual, well, let us feed our soul with this supernatural food. This is why I encourage you to go to weekday masses, even just once in a while during the week, especially when you are struggling against a particular temptation. And if one has the misfortune to fall into temptation and commit a grave sin, may he quickly find back the grace he has lost through the sacrament of penance. And then may he go back to receive that substantial food that will invigorate him. Look at this incredible word from our Lord himself, full of compassion and love. I have compassion on the crowd. For behold, they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away to their homes fasting, they will faint on the way. For some have 
come from a distance. So he cares for the weakest pilgrim. He wants everyone to receive the help they need. And this opens for us another aspect of the life of Christ's follower. These people are suffering because they have decided to follow Christ for three days, says the Gospel. What about us on our journey to heaven? We all have our suffering, our pains, our sorrows, in other words, our crosses. But God never sends crosses that we wouldn't be able to carry. And why is that? Because He never refuses His grace and constantly gives us the means to keep up on that journey. Let us finally look at our dear mother, begging the grace to understand more deeply the reality of our baptism, which has united us to the flock of pilgrims, which only vocation is to grow always more in holiness and to follow step by step the path traced by Christ himself in that desert. Valley of Tears, which, which final destination is everlasting happiness. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.